0: Tonight on NBC, a very
1: special blossom.
0: This is the RC Roundtable, a casual discussion about all aspects of flying model airplanes. (laughs) Well, tonight on a very special blossom, oh, I mean, RC Roundtable podcast, lee terry and i will talk about p51s
1: i think maybe more so would be a background on what we're doing because this is a new kind of project for us to do and i think it's a new kind of project for anybody i'm not aware of anybody else who's ever done something like this
0: yeah terry why don't you um lead us in what how this project came to be
1: well i'll have to rely on you guys to remind me because i don't remember whose idea it was It's something we've been kicking around for a few months um, in terms of how to do it and what model to use. And somehow we ended up on the Tower Hobbies version 2 of their P51, which is particularly appropriate for this because one airframe can be made into three different shapes and four different color schemes. So we were able to test the same model but still have variety between us. So that's what we did. And to me, the fun part is we haven't really talked to each other at all about our experiences with the model before right now. So this is all going to be a surprise. We might completely disagree about a lot of stuff.
0: What model are you talking about? I never got a model.
1: (laughs) What? You mean the slow stick? (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah, I got, slow a, I got a slow stick. <laughs> oh,
0: <man. laughs> no, you know what's neat too is we got each got a slight different variation on the P fifty one, so we, we sort of have our own unique model in the sense.
2: So let's go around the round table and everybody tell yeah. the the listeners which model you got. Okay, we'll All start right. with you, Lee.
0: Yeah, so you open mm. your mouth. I. Am
2: <laughs> well, that's what you're supposed to do in this podcast, Fitz.
1: Oh, wait, do we need to, to have the title because it's so clever and obvious? Anyone? I have no idea <laughs> no. what you're about. No. Obvious
0: what? Not obvious to me. Oh,
1: I thought we were going to call this Three Views. Oh. Uh, it's been a while since um, we mentioned that, so yes, that is correct. Was that just me? Okay. Three Views. So you get it? Three View Drawings? Three, yeah, okay. We might have to work on that. <laughs> okay sorry lee what airplane do you have terry terry found
2: that more passionate than we did yeah i thought so uh lee has been
1: blessed with the miss america scheme how's that so this is a bubble canopy but a racer paint job rather than a air Corps paint job based on a
0: here she is miss america
2: that's the one yeah i don't i don't i don't sing that song when i when I'm looking at it
0: though. So, oh, you should, in your head you do. Yeah. You know you do.
2: I think I'm going to take the A off and put an apostrophe, so it's Miss America. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, Merica. Mur- yeah, America, Miss
1: Murica. Okay. What about you, Fitz?
0: I've got the P fifty-one B, basically the uh, turtleback before he went to the bubble canopy. So this is an early version of the P fifty-one.
1: Okay. And yours is in an Air Corps color scheme, right?
0: uh yes i okay. got uh olive drab on the top and invasion stripes which uh, i'm not sure if they had invasion stripes well, i guess i guess oh, they did for the, sure, the b yeah. model yeah there
1: were still plenty of b models around then
0: yeah that's true they yeah. had to
1: get phased out so i got the red racer version which is i guess a low profile canopy and the area behind it what's that called turtle deck And it's in racing colors, but they're fictional, and I kind of liked it. It was as if an arena racer is sponsored by Tower Hobbies. So, uh, I think the basic airframes are the same. The only difference that makes it either a bubble canopy, a B model, or the racer canopy is just that turtle deck, right? It's one piece that comes off and is held on with magnets.
0: Yeah. I thought that racing was not a fake one. Wasn't that a real racing
1: scheme? Well, it looks like uh, one of the real ones, like stiletto or something like that, but this is not an accurate color scheme. Oh, okay.
0: But, uh, yeah, to answer your question, right, the the whole back top, a good chunk of the top section comes off to access the servos and the battery, so there's plenty of access, easy access when you open up the top. It's held on by a magnet in the rear, at least on mine it was. Yes, quite well. (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah you gotta be careful not to grab it too hard when you pull the thing up
2: and i think we should mention there was a a fourth one that none of us got and that was the silver
1: right a d model bubble canopy air core version and i think the version one was similar if not the same color scheme as that
0: yeah, they had a previous P-51 too, didn't they, a long time ago? Yeah, time and,
1: ago. and I don't know what the differences are, um, so I don't want to speculate on that, but yeah, there, there were some upgrades um, that now let this one do things like flaps and retractable landing gear and apparently change the whole turtle deck to, to make it a different airplane. And I assume that the power system is different as well, but we should save that talk for a little bit further down. All right, so I haven't seen your models, but I did have a question, because I was just assuming that the wings were all the same, which would mean that my Red Racer had fake 50 caliber machine guns, but it does not. It has clean leading edges. So what about yours?
0: Oh, you rose a good point, something I wanted to talk about. Mine has machine guns, but I think it has the wrong amount of machine guns
1: because it's got uh, six. Oh, yeah. The B-Model had four. The B-Model had four. Okay. I was curious if they got that detail on it.
0: They did not. Uh, it, that's forgivable. It's I a think. minor, minor thing. Most people probably wouldn't notice that, but I, I saw that right off the bat and said,
1: hey, wait a minute. Yeah, and it's easy to sand two of those off if you wanted.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not a really a big deal. You can always shave them off, too. But it's interesting that yours has none. I guess it would have been too obvious if you had a racer one and it had machine guns on it. <laughs> that's
2: that's the it. way to win the race. <laughs> Just shooting down your yeah. competition.
1: <laughs> so does that mean that Miss America has no guns either? Miss America has no guns. Okay, well, good. I'm surprised that they you know, showed that much detail in it.
0: Yeah, two different molds basically.
1: Or Well, I can't tell... Um, I've got mine here, but it looks like that might be a removable section right there. So rather than just the whole wing, that's one little part that they can
0: choose. I don't know. I don't have mine in front of me, but I don't remember it looking like it was removable, but I'd have to double check.
1: Yeah. So, okay. Um, First impressions out of the box. What about you, Fitz?
0: Uh, Very nice. had a very nice finish. I like that. The decals were matte and not glossy. Uh, Not very many pieces, uh, and just uh, what do you got the, the wings one piece fuselage one piece basically except for the hatch of course and just the tail it's, it slides in
1: and the vertical's molded into the fuselage
0: yeah the vertical's molded in so very few pieces if you build it without retracts that is um, uh, so it was, it's easily a one night build it's uh, very very quick you can slap a sucker together if you can't build in one night you're not trying
2: Oh, you can build it in an hour. Well, it depends.
0: Mine took a little longer because I I did some of the extra little goodies and gimmicks. But uh, yeah, if you didn't do anything like the flaps and retracts, yeah, half an hour.
1: Yeah, you could open the box in the morning and fly it in the afternoon for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Uh, it's probably worth mentioning that the rudder is also molded into the fuselage. It's got a live hinge. But on mine, there was some shipping damage, and the rudder had ripped completely off. And I was able to take Lee's advice that he's been giving me for a long time to try foam tack. Um, You just glue it back together right along that foam line, and it works great. It's like it was never broken.
0: Really? It worked, huh?
1: It's an invisible seam, and it flexes like it did before. Normally, I would have cut the the ripped area off, put in CA hinges or something, and put it all back together, and then touch it up with paint, but no, this was way easier, so I'm glad, I'm glad they told me about that.
0: Yeah, now you tell me, because the same thing happened to mine. When I got out of the box, the rudder was hanging on by a thread. Yeah, so I cut it off and used regular hinges with epoxy.
1: Wah, right. wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Which worked,
0: of course. But <coughs> the foam tack. i actually have foam tack too, I think—and I would have never thought to use it as a hinge material.
2: Yeah, correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. I think, Didn't I buy each of you like a bottle, or just recommend you buy a bottle
1: when we were at uh, Weatherford? Is that where you? I couldn't remember where it came from. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me thank you again because that's awesome stuff. Well, and I need to remember that. I,
2: that was the stuff I used to fix my Alpha Corsair.
1: Okay, and yeah, it's when you people say they use the glue as the hinge, you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. But no, they use the glue as the hinge, and it works really well, and it's secure. It's not like it's flopping around. It it flexes like a hinge is supposed to, but it's not coming off.
0: And you think it'll hold for a while?
1: Uh, it shows no signs of weakening, and I've put several flights on this Mustang, so with a few not so graceful landings.
0: Hmm. Have
1: so, to remember anyway. that next time. In fact, I
0: have to to use that again. I have another foam plane that, in my move, the rudder got broken off, the the moving part. So I'll try some foam tack on and see if that works.
1: Yeah, it's funny. After I fixed this one, I remembered a couple other planes I had with the same problem, so I went through and fixed them all.
0: (laughs) I forgot. Wow. Where do you normally get the foam tack from?
1: You're asking Lee?
2: Well, we we bought it at the – there's a vendor who had a whole bunch there, uh, so, some hobby shops have it. I think uh, some
1: people buy them off of eBay. You can buy it off eBay. It's on Amazon. The only vendor I saw on Amazon was pretty expensive, like 14 bucks a bottle. You can buy it directly from Beacon Adhesives for, I think, 12
2: And art supply
1: stores. Oh, oh yeah. It's uh, Hobby Lobby. I think even Ace Hardware carries it. And Texas Art okay. Supply. Yeah. People use this stuff for everything. Okay. But we digress. So... Um, oh yeah, it's worth mentioning that we talked to the people at Tower about the box damage that we saw, and we all had pre-production models. So when they sent these to us, they did not have their packaging worked out yet. So that, to me, explains why Fitz and I had damaged ones. So hopefully, the production models will be.
0: You know, yeah. Hopefully, secured. they get the feedback. We gave them. We we'll let them know that there's an issue there, so we don't get. Uh, bad reputation once he gets the out in the full market.
2: Yeah, I mean I had some uh, a little bit of paint damage because the box came loose. The the box that was I guess glued to the bottom, so because it was rolling around and I was just, I mean everything uh, was loose in my box, but I didn't have the damage you guys had. So it's like a,
1: a spray paint can that had the little ball bearing inside bouncing around. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to mention the paint on mine. I was really impressed with the paint. It's got a three-color paint job. So it's the white foam, but then it's got red paint, gray paint, and black paint. And it's not a simple scheme. It's got all these curves on the top, and then on the bottom, it's a checkerboard sunburst. And that's a lot of masking tape, and it looks pretty good. So I'm impressed with with all
0: of that. Yeah, the finish seemed really nice. Um, the foam uh it doesn't seem to have a lot of big cells as you can see it's pretty smooth oh yeah it seems like they did a pretty good job of the 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 general finish and fit and finish i didn't really have any issues that i can remember
1: oh yeah well i think the best thing to point to on that is the horizontal stabilizer which is really unique oh yeah the stab itself slides into place but it's held in with just two little foam plugs and i'm like oh great how's that gonna work But, man, no glue or nothing, and that sucker's stuck. Yeah, it ain't going anywhere.
0: (laughs) That was highly unorthodox, but it seems to work, and it was quick and easy. No glue, like you said. Uh, Just slide these little plugs in and just make sure you have them orientated correctly, which I mentioned in the manual. Yeah, Uh,
1: but even if you didn't, the the only effect would be that the bottom of the fuselage would look a little off.
0: Yeah, Uh, a little bit. If you look closely, I don't think it would make a huge difference.
1: Yeah, it would still hold the stab the same way. Yeah. I'm gonna back up a little bit
2: and talk about the paint job. Uh, I already sure. have my review for this out on YouTube, and one of the comments I made is like you, Terry. I, I think the paint job was really nice. And with Miss America, you've got all these stars. There's probably what you know, 20 stars that are. I mean, maybe it's automated, but it. I mean, they're 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 put on separately. They're not masked. And one comment I I suggested is that um, the stars are gonna come off because they're just stickers. So I went and put a a little dab of fingernail polish, clear fingernail polish, on every tip so it'll stay down. Oh, cool. That's a neat tip. I don't know if you guys have decals on yours that are pushed on, but it's just something to be aware of.
1: Mine had no decals pre-applied, but it came with a sheet of decals that were for the sponsors. So it's got the Tower Hobbies decals and then some slanted racing numbers, and they seem to be sticking pretty well. They're not completely no. opaque, um, but pretty darn close.
0: That's interesting, because mine had all the decals pre-applied. There wasn't a separate sheet of anything.
1: Yeah, oh, okay. and that's a that's good
2: point, Terry. I mean, mine, are, mine was mm. completely assembled. I mean, there's nothing really I had to do at all, but I guess that's kind of nice with the Red Racer. People, or excuse me, Racer Red.
1: It, is, is that what they call it? I it, thought it was Red Racer.
2: Uh, I thought so too, but I think it's Racer Red. Um, that that's a, that's a P-51 if you're going for... A fast pylon type racer aircraft that you could customize it. Maybe you could go, you know, do your own paint scheme without having to peel off all the stickers. Ah, oh,
0: huh. wow. yeah. Another thing some people like to do is is spray on some water based polyurethane, and that kind of seals everything in. Really after nice the well. decals are on. Yeah, after the decals yeah. are on. Yeah. Actually, you can do it
1: before and after. I heard that that can yellow over time. Have you ever tried that? Mm, I I wouldn't think. It's a ac-
0: polyacrylic. I wouldn't think that would yellow, but okay. I-, I don't know for sure.
1: All right Now let's talk about the cowling for a second. It looks like the cowling is made out of clear plastic, and mine is painted on the outside rather than the inside. And you know typically especially with RC car bodies, you would paint it on the inside for durability. Um, my only guess is that they paint the outside to help match the sheen of the paint on the foam which does match pretty well. And it hasn't shown any durability issues yet, but I just thought it was odd that it was painted on the outside.
0: Hmm. What I hadn't like? noticed that. I didn't notice that. Okay. It wasn't obvious if it was clear. It didn't look like it was mine, clear
2: to me. I don't think mine is clear. I'm actually looking at a photo of mine right now uh, that I took, and um, I'm pretty sure mine's a, a white, like ABS
1: plastic, and the, you we know, and it's painted on the outside. Maybe I'm making that up, but Yeah, well you do that sometimes. Yeah, I do. I'm not the most reliable. So, okay. Well, I reserve the right to change my mind on that.
2: Now, did either yeah. of you remove your cowl? Oh yeah, sure. Okay. I did not. It's only
1: four screws that hold it on there.
2: Yeah, I but I just didn't have the need. I mean, it, everything was already done, so I I gave it a little wiggle. <laughs> Make sure it wasn't loose. It was all it was nice and test. tight and that was
1: it. <laughs> so, I didn't I didn't I didn't remove mine.
0: <clears throat> Same for me, I didn't remove it.
1: Well, when we talk about power systems, it'll be apparent why I did remove mine. I see. Uh, okay. Although, in the end, it wasn't necessary. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: I don't know about you guys, but I think I had to readjust the, um, the little easy connectors. Um, I think one was off slightly. Oh, maybe because I had to put the tail back on and it wasn't quite aligned right, and I had to readjust it. So.
1: So they're on the servo end for all four control surfaces, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well first, Lee, you talk about your easy connectors. Okay. Did you make any changes? Oh, yeah. I mean,
2: well, first, when you get the elevator, it's not on. And uh, when I centered all the servos, I had to change uh, one wing adjustment. But I, I don't even – I'm not even worried about that. I expect to make changes.
0: Oh, no, it wasn't a problem. It was very easy to do. I like actually like easy connectors, but I just noticed that – uh, it seems like a, you know something that maybe not as
1: obvious to some people, maybe, or I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out of my butt. <laughs> I'll buy that. <laughs> well, it's Z-bends on the um, control horns and then easy connectors on the server horns. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I had no problems. Yeah. Well, unlike Fitz, I am not a fan of easy connectors um, for a couple of reasons. One, they... I've never had one. I take that back. I have had one come loose before, and I lost an airplane because of it. Um, but it's not typically a problem. I don't like them because they put pressure on the con- on the servo arm off axis, so they'll twist servo arms. And I think they just get sloppy pretty easily, unless it's a perfect match of the post on the easy connector and the hole in the servo arm. You get a lot of slop, and I didn't want that. So. I took the easy connectors off and put Z-bends on both ends of the push rods. So I don't have any adjustability, but I don't have any slop either.
2: I, I agree slop. with your assessment. And When I do like my Thunder and Lightning, I actually make custom wires, you know, the Z-bends to, to fit center on the servo. And I'll make minor adjustments on my computer radio to tweak it. So I, I don't like slop either. But as far as this plane goes, I didn't feel like there was any, you know, any sloppy from the elevator or the rudder, or the ailerons runs for that matter, so
1: I, I didn't have an issue. Well, I was trying to prevent any issues. I knew I wanted to upgrade the power on it. I'm like, ah, eh, sucker might be moving fast, so let me just nip it in the bud here.
0: Okay. Uh, of course, it's a foamy. Can you ever really get... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you've well, got yeah, a, sure. a plane that's kind of flippy-floppy just by its very nature... Um, I don't know if I'd be very anal about the easy connectors on it versus something that was maybe a composite or wood plane that doesn't flex and distort itself in flight.
1: It may just be placebo effect that makes me feel better, but I know it's one less thing to worry about.
0: <clears throat> okay, well, you're playing. Oh, yeah.
1: And a lot of people are concerned about doing that because you lose all your adjustability <clears throat> to um, change the length of the control rod. But if you have Z-bin pliers... And once you've done it a few times you can pretty well determine exactly where that first bend is going to be so well yeah
0: and you still got adjustability at the clevis in the back too so uh,
1: no it's a Z bend on both yeah, ends it's a Z-bend. oh is it mm-hmm. oh all right. yeah. I, I totally forgot about that sorry yeah so what once it's bent that's what you get uh... so you have to be pretty precise about the orientation of the push rod so that they're you know not off axis yeah so, and also the the distance but really with just a after getting it wrong a couple times, you'll you'll always get it right.
0: Yeah, you got to account for the bend radius when you bend it.
1: Um, with small push rods like this and Z-bend pliers, no. Yeah. Have you ever used z bin pliers?
0: Yeah, I have. I I have a set. I don't use them all that often. I, usually, for me, just a pair of needle pliers can do it just as easy and quickly. Yeah. But that's I'm, just me.
1: I'm in love with my Z-bend pliers, so that's Oh, they are nice.
0: Using. Yeah, I understand. I have a close relationship
2: with my z bin pliers too.
0: <laughs> we've been, well, you marry
1: we've been
2: known to get together from time to time. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> I'm gonna leave that alone.
2: <laughs> I, I'm a fan of the Z Ben players.
1: Okay. Alright, so we have some deltas so far between us. That's good. We're not robots. <laughs> now yeah, I now tough.
2: I'm gonna bring up something I had a problem with. I think y'all have touched on some things. You've talked about your rudder. Um I had a problem with the tailwheel. Did either of you have problems with your tailwheel?
1: Uh, No, not at all. And that's one of the things that you did mention during the build. And, yeah, so I was actually paying attention then to check for stuff, and mine was fine. No problems, steering. I mean, fits.
0: No, no. Um, Not that I can recall. No, because I saw you had some problems with yours, and so I looked at mine, and no issues.
1: Hmm. Uh, Specifically, you're talking about the little brass block that ties the rudder rod to the tailwheel.
2: Yeah, well, you know... Whatever you call that. Yeah, it's just got the little uh, tightening thread, and it just, I mean, it was just so soft. I mean, I didn't put any pressure <clears throat> on that set screw, and you could just see the brass filings coming off. I mean, mm. I mean, I kind of know. <laughs> I, I've been around sure. the block a couple of times, and I just, you know, you don't want to over-tighten though, so I wasn't doing it at all, but, I mean, and it so much material came out, I just, maybe I just had a, br- a bad brass collar. Um, yeah,
0: maybe just misdrilled somehow or something, or mistapped in yeah. the factory. Yeah, because the bottom yeah, one is I,
2: fine. It was the one that was holding the the wheel on that failed. Okay. So anyway, well, I,
1: I tightened mine until the Allen wrench slipped.
2: So no, God, not here. I mean, it was <laughs> flying free the moment I started turning it. Wow. Well, uh, unlike <laughs> and because I guess it was soft, I just grabbed a sheet metal screw and flattened the end so I'd have enough. Uh, surface area on the, the, the flat area sure, on the tail yeah. wheel, so it wouldn't move. And it and it hasn't moved. So is it pretty? No, but no one's going to look at that. <laughs> I mean, I wish yeah. it was just a tiny set screw. And I went through all my my boxes looking for something that would, you know, try to fit there, and it just – I couldn't. Which I wonder if you could solder it. Yeah, not really you... because it's in that plastic sleeve.
1: Yeah,
2: you'd have to take. Yeah, probably not. I mean, and to, and I was thinking, could I just take the whole thing off to replace that collar? But you can't. It's it's glued in. It's part of it. I mean, it's part of the assembly. And so, if I were to pull that plastic uh, retainer out, it would have ripped that foam up. Yeah, probably true.
0: Now, now purists, of course, would note that the tail wheels is not in the correct position of a real P fifty one. Yeah,
2: it's further up. All right.
0: Uh, but, you know, it's a sport plane and that just adds complications to the linkages and stuff. So uh, it's, a, it's a minor point for me, but I just thought I'd make a note of that.
1: We should call Chris Wolf, have him point out all the landing gear
0: inconsistencies.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, he did on this model. What do you think? It, yes. He did, that's right. He said the he said the, the wheels mains... were supposed to go on the outside of the axles, right? Or the, yeah.
0: yeah. Um. Yeah, the main gear, uh the the wheel hubs should face out, not in.
1: Yeah. So anyway, I'm willing to forgive that.
0: And then there's supposed to be another subset of doors. But right, inner in doors. <laughs> well for, so for inexpensive foamy, what do you think? Of
2: speaking of yeah. gear, <clears throat> uh I'll kinda jump ahead but come back because this is something I, I actually saw. You know, we're talking about the tail wheel. we're you know, talking about the landing gear. I've seen another person who has Miss America on R C groups. And he took it all off. He flies his, he hand tosses his, and he brass lands his. So he didn't even, he didn't have a tailwheel. He didn't have
1: the fixed landing gear. It's completely sealed up. I was going to ask if either of you did that. I think it would be a great um, plane like that, but I would be worried that the radiator on the bottom would get boogered up when you land. You are correct.
2: Because, again, I don't know how far we're taking the conversation, but because I have flown mine and, I think if you, can I go ahead and mention that part? I mean, you, do you want to slowly we're work there, our way in the blind? there. Well, I had to, I couldn't take off on grass. My uh, my P-51 would just nose over, and you could blame the grass, and yeah, I, I could do so, but it's, it's got really tiny wheels, and it's right in front of the CG, so I could not get it to take off, so uh, we had to hand toss mine, and I landed, the first landing was with the gear down just to see if I could do it, I couldn't. So my second landing was we gear up and I didn't sustain any damage, but I did add a piece of gaff tape on the air scoop just to see if I could protect it. And I think after several flights you're gonna get something you're gonna get ra- you know grass rash or whatever you call it. but um, <laughs> got that at camp once. <laughs> um, but since my field is only grass, I'm considering... Uh, removing the retracts that I have on there and just sealing up the bays.
1: All right, so let's talk about that. The model comes with fixed landing gear, fixed mains, but they have a set of optional retracts that are bolt-in. What is it, $30? Yeah, These easy, are electric retracts? Easy to install. Yeah, easy peasy. They literally drop in, and they've got the gear doors and the wheels. There's nothing but plug it in the servo connections. and.
2: No trim, no nothing. Just You just take out the four screws for the previous mount, you drop in your retracts run the servo line through four screws go
1: right back in couldn't so be any did, easier did yours go in that easy as well fits
0: yeah mine were very easy uh, probably took more time fishing the servo wires through the wing than i did actually bolting the, the gear in
1: oh yeah um it, mine bolted in easy i noticed um one of the Wheels was hanging up on the well, so I just tweaked the strut a little bit and it was fine. Hmm. Um, But subsequently, um, actually just this morning when I was prepping for flights, I noticed that one of my screws was missing. Not the screws that put the gear into the rails on the wing, but whatever those other visible screws are. They're tiny machine screws. One of them had fallen out and at least two others were loose. So I went back and put some Loctite on all of them. Might want to check yours and see.
0: I'll double check. I didn't notice anything, but I'll double
1: check. But they have functioned perfectly. They've never failed to retract or extend all the way every time. Yeah. Yeah, they work very nice.
2: I noticed one little
1: odd thing
2: that when I got my retracts, and I'm, I'm wondering if you guys, uh, did you get uh, uh, bay doors oh with your retracts? Did you get a package for
1: like a different color door cover? Gear door covers. Yeah, mine snap on, and they. Ma- I told you about that Chuckboard sunburst scheme. Yeah, the doors have that, and it matches right up. So, but
2: here's my question: Did the ones that came with the stock kit do they match the ones that came with the retrax? Because mm, have to look. Mine don't. The stock gear, uh, gear door covers are all blue, but the ones that mm-hmm. came with the retrax had the extra white that actually matches the paint scheme. So they went the extra step to make sure that when the gears were closed, the the paint lined up. So I have this extra area. And I just, I was like, well, that's, I mean, yeah, you're not going to see it if you're just flying. But I'm, I mean, I wish they had done it with the stock too.
1: All right. Okay. So if I recall correctly, Lee, you and I did retracts, but not flaps, which is an option. Fitz, did you do the flaps?
0: Yes, I did. I added the flaps. Uh
1: Okay. Any troubles there?
0: No, they, they went pretty easily. You have to cut the flaps out, so you had to spend a little bit of time uh, with a exacto knife slicing them to get them. To, they're they're already hinged, but you had to slice the the right. foam uh, to detach them, so to speak, from the rest of the trailing edge.
1: Just the sides. Okay.
0: Just the sides. Yes. Okay.
1: Just the sides. And then you add two more servos.
0: Yeah, there's two plugs that you have to carefully cut out along the lines. There's already sort of a perimeter of lines you can just easily follow with your knife. Just be careful not to cut too far down. And and you pull those plugs out, and there's even more channel slots in the wing for the servo wires. Uh, and you just put them in, glue them in. I think I use hot glue on mine. And uh, uh, they fit pretty well. It was pretty easy to set up. Uh, they. What was nice is they included the hardware for the, for the flaps, so you didn't have to buy any extra hardware. Ah, okay. Except for the servo. Except for the servo, yeah. You, had to, you right. have to purchase extra servos, but the, the control horns and everything and the linkages are are in the kit for you.
1: I forgot, does it include the Y-harness too? It does.
0: Okay. Cause I, was- yeah, I remember
1: mine had one, but I didn't know if it was for ailerons or
2: flaps. No, I wanted to jump on that. See, the I noticed that the Y adapter comes for the flaps. So if you buy the retracts, you do not have to buy a Y adapter <coughs> if you're not going to put flaps on.
1: You can just use the one that comes with the box. Yeah. Which is what I did. Oh, I usually like to set up my ailerons uh, on separate channels just so I can trim them.
2: Right, but I'm talking about the, the Y adapter that comes with the kit is for the flaps. Right. So I use okay. it for the retracts. Oh, the Retrax.
1: Oh, I thought the Retrax came with the Y adapter, though.
2: No, it, it, the Retrax just come, you have to buy a separate one. The Retrax just come individual. So you, it tells you to buy a Y adapter, but if you build your kit without flaps and want Retrax, just use the Y adapter that comes in the kit.
1: Now I'm with you. Okay, so I ended up using a Y adapter, that <coughs> I thought it came with the the Retrax, so it came for the flaps in the kit. All right. Correct. Save your what? five bucks? At least, man, some of those can be very expensive.
0: I guess we should talk about how this thing flies.
1: Well, let's talk about the power system first. Oh, okay. It's got the, the magic motor, right? Yeah. what we're calling it?
0: It's got... <laughs> the, the 1,000
1: kV outrunner.
0: The, the jack of all motors?
1: Yeah. That apparently is highly underrated and I would say in this model that that is true. It's... Underutilized and stuck form here. Oh, yeah, so it's got that motor, which is what are they? What are the numbers? A 30, 35, 1000
0: something so like that.
1: Yeah, a thousand kV outrunner motor, a 30 amp speed control with switching BEC, uh, a ten-seven prop, and they're calling out for a three cell. 2200 ish battery.
0: Yeah, this is the same motor they use in the Crazy Wing, and I think an old Zero they used to sell. And this is the motor that that Gary Wright told me he's in his Crazy Wing was able to push pretty much basically 100 miles an hour with a four cell and and the right
1: prop. That's outrageous! (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. I believe the Flyzone models use this same motor. They're Warbirds. Okay. I'm not sure about the Corsair, but you're right, There's Zero does, and I believe the FW-190 does. I might be making that up, but I know at least the Zero does.
0: Yeah, apparently you can put an insane amount of power in this little motor that you wouldn't expect it to be able to handle. So there's definitely lots of room to grow if you want to change props, batteries, speed controllers, and use utilize the same
1: motor. Yeah, and of course I did, but we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> um. So before we talk about how it flies, did you guys do any other modifications to the airframe? Just no. standard stuff that you do to every R for something that you thought mm-hmm. was appropriate for this.
0: No, no mods. I like to fly them box stock to get a really good handle on how you know the quality and the general idea how well the the model is.
1: <laughs> I'm not like that. Well, actually, for the most part, I try to. But on this one, we talked about that hatch and the magnets that hold it down. Yeah. I was afraid that I was going to booger up the paint, trying to get my fingernails under the seam to pull it up. So I put a little tab on the back so I could lift up the the hatch without having to touch the paint. Oh, You ruined it. Well, it looks like an antenna. It's uh, just a circular. It's actually a syringe plunger from an insulin syringe it's <laughs> up to the middle. So it looks like an antenna back there. At least that's what that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So I can just grab that and pop the rear magnets up and it comes off easy peasy.
2: I That was one of the comments I made in my review. That's one of the nicest things I liked about this plane is that that hatch is really nice. Not only does it give you a lot of room to access all the electronics in there, but it's, it's very tight seam and I had no problems pulling that off i mean i guess you just got fat fingers or something freddie but uh no i mean I, I i haven't had any issues with the hatch and i, I like how strong it stays down At first i thought you were going to say something like you know you were afraid the hatch was going to fall off or something
1: but boy those those magnets are powerful oh it snaps down with a clock <laughs> yeah you don't want to have your finger in there <laughs> well there's magnets in the back and then another set of magnets in the middle and then a tongue and groove or whatever you want to call it up front that yeah, you're right. the front group. But yeah, kerplunk. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that hatch is not going anywhere. Yeah.
1: So I've seen th- things like that in other models, especially on larger ones, where maybe you'll do a knife-edge pass, and the next thing you know, your hatch is flying off. That is mm. not going to happen here.
0: <laughs> I've been known to lose hatches quite
1: often.
2: No, but were you yeah. impressed with how, how much area that was available in there? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's good.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, I did one other mod that I'll talk about. The kit came with a two-sided Velcro strap, but doesn't talk about it in the instructions. So um, I assumed what it was Mm -hmm. for is for battery retention. So it comes with that two-sided strap and then also a strip of uh, self-adhesive Velcro, both sides of it. Um, I put the self-adhesive on the model where the battery's going to go, and you know which side I put in the model.
2: I won't be flying your (laughs) P-51, because my battery will
1: fall out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, but actually, it won't because I use that strap. Um, I cut a slit on each side of where the battery is going to go into the the floor of that battery compartment, and the strap goes through that. So basically, the strap wraps around under the battery compartment and up around.
2: Mm, I think you overthought root.
1: it. Mm. Well, the problem is that when you have self adhesive Velcro right on bare foam. It's coming off sooner or later. Did
2: you not listen and to I my even, video on what I do to keep my foam down nice and secure?
1: <laughs> well, I usually CA it down, huh. and I did do that, but it still came off before long. I,
2: uh, I, what you I rub it down with isopropyl alcohol first, yeah. and then I'll just CA the corners. I've never had that come off,
1: and if, okay. it, if I have, well, it's
2: because I've, <laughs> I'm in a bad accident. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, maybe I don't do as good a job, but I have not been so lucky. Uh, but this mod took five minutes, and I'm happy with it, so I'm, I'm keeping it. I, that's interesting, I, so both my Z-Bend mod and my battery strap mod, no go for you guys.
2: <laughs> I thought the Velcro straps were just to tidy up your servo cables, but I'd mix that idea and just use zip ties. Oh, yeah, uh, that's a big strap for yeah. servo cables. Well, I just figured you could cut them into little strips and stuff, you know, make them smaller, but no, I don't use that. In fact, and I didn't even use the Velcro that came with the kit. I use my own uh, heavy-duty Velcro.
1: Oh, there's the difference. Oh, wait, you it's just heavy-duty on the Velcro side, right? Not heavy-duty adhesive. Uh, I think it's heavy-duty adhesive, too. Okay, I guess it would have to be, because... It's heavy-duty. you just going to pull that stuff every time. <laughs> Thus the name, heavy-duty. Well, <laughs> so, I'll say that I originally glued down the, the Velcro with thick CA, And it was fine for a while, but it did come off after, I don't know, a dozen battery swaps. And then I re-glued it down with uh, Goop, and so far the Goop is holding fine. So that might be the permanent fix. You need
2: to be a stockholder of the Goop
1: company. Oh, man, I should. I use that stuff for everything.
2: (laughs) Attend their annual meetings. (laughs) Bang the
1: gavel. (laughs) Terry's here! (laughs) Call to order. (laughs) All right, I've been talking too much. Tell us how it flies. Like an airplane? <laughs> okay. This episode.
0: Yeah. Show's over, Vince. Show's <laughs> over, folks. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the three of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so let's... I guess everybody flew it stock, although Lee did not fly it off... You didn't do rise off ground. I right? did
2: not. I I flew first. I flew Miss America first. Uh, 3S, stock, no, no changes. Uh... Hand toss went fine, about half throttle, no problems. Uh, I just maybe a couple of tweaks of, of trim, that's it. Nothing fancy. I had my C. I did add tail weight. Did you guys have to add any weight
1: with, oh, with a stock you know, set? I was, I was able to, thanks to my strap, I was able to put <laughs> the battery back far enough that mm-hmm. I didn't need tail weight. And but meat. I was really surprised. I was meat. expecting to need nose weight.
0: Really? That's... that's
1: I had little really... bit nose heavy without a battery
0: mine was just the opposite i needed i didn't add any nose or tail weight but it definitely didn't need any tail weight in fact i had to after the first flight i had to shift the battery forward a little bit to, to um uh, uh make it a little more nose heavy
1: interesting, interesting. so yeah i had Did to you add... get the optional uranium tailwheel?
0: <laughs> uranium tail wheel <laughs> depleted uranium <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no i don't know why but mine was certainly definitely not uh nose heavy
1: Wow. Hmm. And so let me think of something. Yours is the B model. I'm trying to think of what would make yours heavier in the back. And
2: that's interesting because I'm I'm also running a 3S and I know both I think both of you have run a 4S, so I can't imagine what your cuz I can't move my no. battery back any further.
0: No, I never use a 4S. I've okay. only used a 3S in this. Well, with uh, 3
1: or 4S, the battery is right on or just behind the CG. Uh, like I said, with with no battery in it, it's a little bit the, nose
0: heavy. The only thing I can think of is maybe cuz I have two servos for the flaps.
1: Yeah, but man, they're really close to the CG.
0: It is. It's not much moment area yeah. there. I, I don't know. That's interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, I wonder if there's just manufacturing differences and the density of the foam, or maybe there's more decals in the back. I don't know.
2: Well, with the quarter the, ounce of uh, lead I put, I it she flew fine. I had no uh, problems. I mean, killing the throttle, she she was at a steady uh, decline, so I didn't have any porpoising or anything like that. So
0: how did how did it stall?
2: car-off um, stall. I I I did one accidentally. <laughs> it was it was a little harrowing, but uh, it was also pr- kind of windy. So harrowing in what way? Uh, she just rolled over. Yeah, she just rolled over.
0: How okay, you drop drop the wing?
2: Yeah, recoverable. It, it was not
0: yeah. It was not a Cessna
2: one seventy two stall. <laughs> uh, um, but she flew on rails. I mean, it was really tight. I mean, and, and I made this comment in the video that elevator. If you look at it, it's just so tiny, you know, and and it couldn't do anything to get that thing off the ground. But in the air, uh, it was fine. I mean, what? she performed well.
1: Oh, you mean to, to keep the nose from yeah, it had going no over yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, It had
2: no no con- no power whatsoever to to change the <laughs> pitch of that aircraft on the ground.
0: Uh, yeah, no, that's I, funny. I, I know it's the same thing. The elevator control throw stock doesn't look like very much. Uh, but you're right. In the air, it's just fine, and I never had any problems, even at at low speeds for elevator authority. But you look at it, it's like, is that enough? Are you sure? But it it was just
1: fine. Yeah.
0: But now I can see where the ailerons
1: gonna... are small.
0: And the ailerons are pretty small, and I found on mine that um, uh, they had two control throw settings: the regular and low rate. And I I tried both, and the low rate was just too low. The regular was okay, but I could see myself cranking it up a little
1: bit for a higher rate. Yeah, when I first flew it, I'm like, oh, Fitz is not going to like
0: this. (laughs) Am I that uh, that predictable?
1: No, you just like uh, active ailerons, that's all.
0: Yes, I do. I admit it. Um, It's no crazy uh, wing. uh, (laughs) It is no crazy wing, but it was very nice. You know what, I flew mine uh, shortly after Lee flew his, and I found it a very nice plane. Uh, The controls are pretty well balanced. I I didn't really have too much of an issue. I, I think for me... Uh, i like a little more throws. Uh, the rudder, I think, needed more throw, and the ailerons needed more throw. But they weren't bad by any means, uh, it just for my taste. I think for most people, it was just fine, the way it came out with their setup. Yeah. It was just, just perfectly
1: fine. That brings up something uh, that I forgot about. The elevator and rudder servos and their stock form, the horns are pretty darn short. Um, oh, that's so true, yeah. I had to use the innermost a hole on the control horn for the rudder to get the prescribed throw with you know 100% travel on the server. The elevator was easy enough to get. So how did you extend the throw on the rudder? Because both um, horns go inward, so there's really no more room to put a longer arm on there
0: unless you I do think, some major mods. I think I adjusted it on the backside, on the rudder horn itself.
1: Okay. So maybe I've got one more uh, slot that I could go to.
0: Let yeah, I moved look. it to I've got it here. Yeah, I moved to an inner hole on the rudder horn.
1: Yeah, I'm on the inner hole, and then you know the outermost hole in the servo. But I feel like I was getting just barely what the manual called for throw, uh, without yeah. ex- without going above 100% throw.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I haven't looked at it. I haven't tweaked it any higher than what the the instructions say. So I think I was also just able to make it but i thought i could go one more hole and i i don't have the i don't have the plane in front of me so i'll have to double check yeah. but i thought i had some more wriggle room okay but i use a computer radio so i can overdrive the servos too if i need to yeah yeah but um but in general the plane uh tracked really well although i flew it on kind of a breezy day uh i pay i have a paved runway so um it tracked really well got up in the air really quickly and had pretty good speeds uh easy to fly upright inverted um uh, it was uh easily comfortable with it uh i, I did notice uh, i asked lee about his stall because i noticed the same thing when i stall it it drop a wing it recovered real quickly but it did have a pretty pronounced drop of the wing uh however though with flaps it was a real sweetheart it wouldn't drop a wing it would just sit there and float and float and really mush that was really nice so i did on another flight move the battery forward a bit and that seemed to help the stall without flaps, uh, it didn't dip the wing as much. So I think maybe the CG that they recommend on the plans, maybe the rear CG and try moving it forward a little bit. But that might make grass takeoffs worse.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, it looks like it's about right. It doesn't seem too far rearward.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. you got a good point because it didn't snap out in loops or anything like that. So, I tried to see if it would snap in aggressive pull ups, and it didn't so I think it's just i don't know maybe the wings doesn't have any washout or anything like that, but just just know that when he, when the flaps are up and it stalls you're gonna one wing's gonna drop a bit, but like I said, it recovers really quickly it's not yeah. it's not catastrophic it's just you know it's a war bird too, so yeah, yeah. that it happens.
1: flies great until it doesn't
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah right, well, you've got power yeah. at hand to recover so. yeah yeah that's a big prop for
1: this airplane too
0: yeah it's got great climb yeah even on a 3s it was really good performing on the 3s and it ran forever i don't know if you guys noticed that but the runtime is really good
1: um uh, yeah i noticed that but i i wasn't ready to comment on it because every time i've flown it it's been really windy so i tend to use more power than normal so i think on a calm day you could really get by with less power and Extend the runtime.
2: Well, I'm eager to hear your story, Terry, because you've been keeping mum all this time. So I'm going to give you the floor, and I want you to tell us your, your maiden flight story.
1: Well, I don't have any huge surprises, and certainly nothing dramatic about the maiden. What? <laughs> but you, I, I'll get... Hold on. <laughs> sit tight. <sighs> Easy, big fella.
2: You lied. <laughs> no, no, no. You kept saying things like, just wait till I tell you
1: about it.
0: <laughs> no. Man, it was such a big T. We back in high it, school man. or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you been reading the bathroom stalls again?
0: For a good time, don't call Terry.
1: Right. Um... For people who like numbers, this is what I measured. Did you guys put watt meters on, uh, on your Watt measure? meters, Watt meter. Okay. I was hoping you would do that because
0: I, I can't find my watt meter. So I was hoping you what? would have done it. Oh, okay.
1: You just moved. I forgot yeah. about that. Okay. With a stock power system with a three cell 2200 milliamp hour LiPo 30C, I was reading 23.5 amps, which equates to 261 watts. Now, the airplane came out to 31.3 ounces, so this all works out to a 16 ounce per square foot wing loading, which to me is pretty light for a warbird. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. Power loading is 133 watts per pound, which, again, anything over 100 is going to be good. And Just 133?
0: It, <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> that's and it's on a 3S. That's really Yeah, nice. that's
1: good. Yeah. And... You guys use cube loading at all? If you're interested in cube loading, it's 11.4, which is right about where it should that's,
2: be. That's that's what I have record. written down right here. See, this is right 11.4. Yeah, 11.4. Right there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lee, I'm interested to hear from you first. How the hand launches went? Fine. No, it's, did it's you bright. launch yourself
2: or have I, somebody? I else had do? someone launch it first, and then I launched it. But you know me, okay. I'm Mister No Fear Hand Launch Guy. Remember, that, I used to true. underhand the evader. Right,
1: <laughs> without the bungee, without right? the, bungee, yeah. with the bungee, Yeah, I
0: didn't think he yeah. could. He had launched an evader. So I saw you do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's he would do this big arc, pull full power, launch it up what like forty-five degrees, and it goes this big ballistic arc. But then right before it hits on the other side, it's flying, yep. and, whew, and you're not shaking or anything. I you're had like, oh, I had one that.
2: bad evader toss. I remember it was really rocking and rolling on me, but I just no fear. And then that P you know, thirty-eight, it would I mean, really it if I had to do a comparison since you guys were there, it took off like the P38. I mean, it's had a nice little half throttle and it, it was in a climb. It did not, you know, wobble on me or, you know, stall. It was a, it was a good, good force. And then, I mean, I, I've kind of learned from hand tosses that you don't want, obviously you don't want full throttle. And then once you've tossed it, I start slowly adding throttle uh, on my way up. So I had no, I had no issues with it. I was comfortable. Okay. Yeah. When it comes to hand launches, you've got ice water in your veins.
1: I salute you. But you asked me the question, so did you have a problem doing it? No, I'm just curious what your experience was. I hand-launched mine once, and it was fine. Um, you know, the first time it was hand-launched was me doing it, and I did it underhand with the stock power system. And it was fine. Um, well, that's interesting. I didn't I even know.
2: toss mine underhand. I tossed it overhand, which is a little awkward where the uh, scoop is. So uh, it yeah. was very nose-heavy. So, But the, yeah, the thing was that once I had it... In my hand, and I was further tail heavy. Once I had throttle going, it, it, I kind of worked myself into a forward motion, and I, and it just felt normal. It just felt fine. So uh, it, it feels weird to hold it without power, but once you have power going, it, it, it was steady.
1: Okay, yeah. interesting. Right, well, I can tell you now, underhand works too. I will try that. So, but you have to be careful because where the hatch is. Um, if you grip too tightly there, the, the sides of the fuselage will come in. So you got to grip towards the leading edge of the wing where it's more solid.
2: I'll try to avoid that antenna that I've added. Oh, wait, that's on your
1: plane. That's in the back, <laughs> by the way. Smart Alec. <laughs> okay. Wouldn't it be funny if I snagged that on a hand launch? <laughs> your it, antenna? It would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Right. So, you know, like Fitz, I have a paved runway here. It's not the nicest runway. Uh, it's got a lot of repairs in it, which are actually raised. But it's a paved runway, and that's nice. So the first day I took it out was all stock power system, and it was breezy. It was like 15 to 20 miles an hour, and it was <laughs> 90 degrees crosswind. But turns out that didn't matter because it takes off and nothing. I mean, if you just give it power, it's gone in a foot or two. Um but lee you were dead on i think the landing gear is too close to the center of gravity and it noses over pretty darn easily so even on paved surface you really have to manage it
0: and yeah i had the same problem but it would nose over on me pretty easily even yeah. on a paved surface
1: yeah if you just add power without any up elevator it's gonna it's gonna come over at least in my experience so you have to give it some up elevator to keep the tail down until you build up a little bit of speed and then you can let the the tail come up. But by that time, it's off the ground.
0: It may be worth it to add some shims to the rear part of the landing gear mouse. I was
1: going to say, yeah, I'm thinking about either filing down the front or shimming up the back to tilt that landing gear forward some and see if that helps. Um, And same thing on landing. Um, You just, you got to be Johnny on the spot with the elevator to make sure you don't nose over. But other than that, once you're on the mains, the rudder's responsive and it's fine. You just got to be careful when you're getting there.
2: I was thinking of taking Miss America over to SCOBY, giving her a try over there. There you go. That's
1: a nice runway. What did you guys think about torque on takeoff? For me, I needed lots of right rudder to keep it going straight. Nope. Nope? Okay. No, I don't
0: remember having that problem, no.
1: And I have to put a big asterisk next to that because I was flying with a lot of wind. So you, <laughs> it could have been related to that. Well, and a I, lot of c- but, crosswind? Yeah. I
2: had crosswind my flight, too, and I could tell she was getting tossed over one side, you know. Yeah. So, But, I mean, that's almost every airplane you got.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I want to say that you know, if I was doing a low-slow pass and I nailed the throttle at the end, you could see it. Yawing a little bit, but yeah, I'm hesitant to say anything definitive about flight characteristics when I've only flown it in wind.
0: All right, enough filibustering. You were talking about the motor before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, was there more more to it?
1: Well, yeah. From your experience, I know that this thing will run on 4s with an 88 prop. Yeah. So that was my goal, and I kind of did some testing to make sure I wasn't going to burn anything. I took out the stock speed control and put in a bigger one. I would, you said you were using a 40-amp on yours. I yes. didn't have a 40-amp, but I had a 60-amp. So just for my bench testing, that's what I put in. And I tested it with an 8.8 8 on a 4S2450 uh, battery. Oh, nice. Which, yeah, it's, it's physically not much bigger than a 2200, and I think it's half again the weight. It's nine ounces, but well within you know, spec for, for this airplane. It fits fine, and weight-wise, it's not a big deal. Um, so with an 8.8, I was pulling 30.4 amps at 455 watts.
0: Oh, oh so yeah. Now you're cooking oil. You the 3S,
1: it's 261 watts. Um, but out of curiosity, I also tried it with a 9.6, so a little bit more diameter, a little bit less pitch. And with that, I was pulling 31.7 amps at 476 watts. So a little bit more amperage, a little bit more power. And to me, the really good news in all of this is that I didn't have to swap out the speed control. I was comfortable with 30.4 amps and 31.7 amps on the stock 30-amp speed control. So I put that one back in. So the assumption is that both of those props will unload at least 10% in flight, and you'll be back below 30
0: amps. Well, you're right on the edge. it would be interesting to see how well that works
1: um so now i should warn you or anybody else that's thinking of doing that i'm at 3200 feet of altitude so my amp trial is going to be a little bit less than people who are at sea level so you know me not switching out may not apply for everyone
0: for us it's not summer yet so uh i probably still recommend a 40 amp on that if you were to do that
1: yeah if you got it use it um I'm comfortable so far with this. I'll let you know if I ever get any failures. So far, I've probably got half a dozen flights on the 4S systems, and it's not showing any signs of failure.
0: Well, tell us. What would you think of it with that popped-up prop?
1: What was it like? It's a different airplane. I liked it on 3S. 3S is a nice airplane. It's a good... I
0: don't
1: know if it's quite park flyer, but it's a nice flying Warbird.
0: Yeah.
1: On 4S... It, it's a whole different world. It it goes where you point it, it goes there fast, It it's just more solid. And I don't know if it has to do with the combination of weight and speed that makes it more you know, direct, but it's just a different airplane altogether. And Lee, I think you can equate, because you've flown that zero on 3S and 4S, right? Mm-hmm. And... and would you agree that it, it feels like a completely different airplane
2: oh yeah but i would say I the zero is running three quarter throttle and a 3 s and it was very floaty you know i didn't feel that was, with the p51 but i know that when i put i only fly the zero with a 4s now yeah I, yeah I wouldn't put a 3s back into it because you just have so much extra power there
1: yeah and there's really no trade-off. The landings are still really slow and easy. The flight times are great, because you're not going to go full throttle the whole time. You can throttle back and still get great flight times. Um, I put, I, I, go
0: ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think the the P-51 flies better on 3S than the Zero did, if I'm not mistaken. Do you think so, Lee? What do you think?
2: Oh, well, on just 3S? Yeah. Yeah, the, it, the P-51 beats the, the Zero on 3S. But, in what way? <clears throat> in what way? Well, the Zero is just yeah. such a floater, and you really need a lot more power to get it to do stuff. Um, okay. the, the, but the, with the P-51, it, it's pretty sleek. There's not a lot of drag. I mean, the Zero's got a lot of bulky stuff, plus you get that big prop. That's, you know, right. three-blade plastic thingy. I, don't, I mean, it's not
1: very efficient. So I'd hmm. be interested to see if your opinion changes if you fly the P-51 on four.
2: Well, I plan to. I mean, we talked about this. I'm going to try to pick up an 8.8, and uh, I've got a couple of four. I mean, I'll, I'll use the 4S from the Zero, uh, you know, yeah. make sure I get the CG right and and give it a try. I'm I'm I want to try it. I just haven't had an opportunity.
0: No, uh, go ahead. No, Terry, you didn't have any problems putting the twenty four fifty four S inside the fuselage. No problem with room.
1: No, physically it fits just fine. Oh, okay, I, just, I didn't have to hog out any foam or anything. It fits right where the twenty two hundred goes. So, yeah, no issues here. Now, it's funny what Lee was talking about, because floaty is the exact word that I was going to use for the P-51 on 3S. It's light. It goes where you point it. But I don't know. It, it just feels light on the wing, you, which is not a bad thing at all. Do you remember flying the Zero on 3S? I do. Yeah, and it it's floaty. And I don't know that I remember it well enough to compare it to this one. Okay but I would say they're the same ballpark. Uh, I I would say the P-51 flies better.
2: But I'm looking forward to a 4S. I mean, I'll go there.
1: Okay. And I... How do I want to say this? I've flown it with both the 8.8 and the 9.6. I'm not sure there's much difference in speed. So maybe because of a difference in drag or something that the 9.6 is pulling a little harder, but that 8.8's pushing it a little faster. I don't really know. They feel very close. I think I like the 9.6 better.
0: How about vertical performance? I...
1: That's where the 9.6 shines a little more. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I take everything with a grain of salt because I've been flying in less than ideal conditions. I flew again this morning. The wind was better. Um, it was, I think the weatherman said it was around 10 miles an hour. And this time it was down the runway. Uh, but it was overcast. Um, not that that affects flying performance, but. You know, I tend to be more conservative, so I don't get too far away. Um, it, man, it hums. I, You know those little GPS units? The, the, Habico used to make one. It's called a Big Five, and it'll record your basic GPS parameters, one of hmm. which is maximum speed. Hmm. Put that in there. With the 8.8, I measured 84 miles an hour. With the 9.6, I measured 76 miles an hour. I'm not sure I trust that number for two reasons. Number one, I can't tell the difference flying the two. And going back and watching the video that I took, they seem very similar. And when I put the same GPS unit in with the stock power system, it measured 72 miles an hour. And I know that's not right. So uh, I don't know if it's a handy reference or not. I can tell you that you want to try 4S. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. to satisfy your curiosity. So you hey, p- I still buddy. fly it on 3S. How'd you like
2: a 4S LiPo?
0: <laughs> <laughs> First one's freaking Did you test the 4S on a stock prop? Oh, no. No, no, on That'd a 10-7? A lot of amps. Yeah. Oh, is it 10-7? Yeah. Oh,
2: okay, sorry. <laughs> fits yeah. in his prop numbers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> For some reason, I thought
1: it was a smaller prop. Uh, never mind. No, yeah. yeah. The, oh, wait a effect. minute. In fact, how'd you get the smoke to come out of the stacks? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Note to self, test 4S on stock prop.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> with a 20 amp speed controller. Yeah,
1: right.
0: Well, guys,
2: we have been rambling for quite a long time, so I think what we should do is, uh, and okay. in in, let's see if we can do like a quick summary. Um, I'm going to start with you, Terry, because you're the man of words. Uh, how would you describe this <laughs> as far as like a, a quick sum up, summation? I mean, how would you re- recommend it?
1: Does that mean I don't shut up? No, I respect your words. Okay. Um, I I just want to say this is, I've been excited to talk about this, and I'm not exactly sure why, but um, it's been fun to go through my own process with this, which is something I do all the time, but to compare it to you guys who I, I know your opinions and respect you. So I was really interested to see what the differences are and how we would view basically the same airplane. And the fact that we've seen different things is is neat to me.
2: So, well, I also think we've it. got some time ahead of us. I mean, I think we should follow up and say six months to see where we stand because we might be making some more mods. I mean, I decided to fly everything stock to just build it and and do my review. If, if someone was out there, you know, getting into the hobby or you know wanting to see how this plane was by itself, but I we mentioned this. I'd love to. I'd like to see what else I can do with it. You know, let's put some sparklers on it <laughs> sparklers <laughs> on streamers it. and uh,
1: no i mean uh and get, and get well along i was going to mention that as i often do i put cameras on this thing you did but two run cams at a total of five ounces one on each wingtip and i was flying it only with the stock power system and i wouldn't say that it didn't notice but it didn't care landing speeds are still slow Mm. Um, I was more careful to make sure I didn't stall it, because you get a lot of momentum going with those weights on the tips. But no, it flies fine. There's a lot of headroom there to carry things and and not worry about it. So that's my take on that. And I should say that, Lee, you've done your video. I'm going to be doing the review. Um, I'm hoping it'll go up not long after this podcast goes live on Tested.com. Now, Fitz, are you doing something for your channel?
0: Yes, I'm doing a video review. Uh, it's I'm in, it's in the works. Uh, okay. Good. I'm thinking of doing a follow-up review, of basically along the lines of what you've done, Terry, changing the, the prop and battery and that kind of stuff, and doing some some uh, uh, testing and baseline testing on it. Okay. As well. Interesting.
1: So and um, yeah, so that'll be neat to see all the different viewpoints individually yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. They've so, been interesting. Yeah. So, summary, um, a nice airplane, a very nice finish, well-molded, nothing to complain about there. Out of the box, it flies nicely. Um, no real mods needed. The only gripe that I have about it is the landing gear is too close to the CG, which does present some take-off and landing challenges. And prevents it from being... Grass operational. And put 4S in it and you get yourself a whole new airplane.
0: That's a great take. Yeah. I can't say anything much different than that. Uh, very quick build, very nice plane. I think it's a really good value for the money. Uh,
1: Have we said that I did, it's 120 bucks?
0: 120 for bucks, yeah. For the dr includes motor, speed controller, servos. Uh, it does not include the retracks or flap servos, but. Uh, Those easy to add. I want to add that I really like the flaps. The flaps really uh, allow you to really float in. You can that thing just almost stops. Uh, If you got if you got a little bit of a breeze, it's it just you got you know six inch landings on the thing, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, it has really good habits. So um, I thought it was worth the time putting the flaps in it personally, but it doesn't need it.
1: Yeah, having flown it in in a heavier mode without flaps, it's still not a problem. Yeah. So.
0: But if you got a short field or something, it might be worth it.
1: Oh yeah, I can see situations where it would come in handy. Yeah. Rightly, then there was one. I concur. It was a, it was a,
2: it was a fast build. I mean, you, <laughs> I love my video because I say, let's do the open box, you know, reveal it. Uh, there it is. <laughs> You've got these three pieces in a box. I mean, it's, it's pretty darn simple. Um, I mean, the, it's not necessarily a criticism, but a comparison. I like the park zone Trojan was a really fun kit it is super easy to build. Um, I enjoyed flying it. I think it performs very well. If I had to pick one of the two, I I, I tend to go more towards the Trojan, um, as far as performance goes, and just having a 3s stuff. I haven't tried this on a 4s yet, and you know I'm looking forward to that, and I probably will, as you suggested, Terry, like it better. So I I want to get to that point. Uh, I'm wondering if I'm going to keep the gear, uh, the retracts, because if I'm still at my field, it's it's no use for me trying to take off or land. So I might uh, make that mod to just make it completely uh, grass. Uh, landing and, and see what I can do to, to strengthen the the uh, intake the scoop at the bottom so it doesn't so it doesn't break, but I've enjoyed flying it and um it, again, it was a very easy build can't I like you said that tail <laughs> installing that tail with two pieces of foam plugs done <laughs> <laughs>
1: right I'm like no, nah, they're joking right no. where's the addendum this shows how you really install yeah it?
2: you just subtracted five minutes from epoxy. <laughs> it was very easy. Uh, it, it's a good plane. It's a good plane. I'm looking, I'm, and I'm following the uh, RC Groups thread, so uh, I've seen some other people make mods, and
1: uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Oh, is there a thread? There is. I I tend to put myself in a bubble when I'm doing a review because I don't want to <laughs> predispose myself with other La, opinions. la, 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 yeah.
2: don't say anything, don't tell me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'll, right. I'll send you that link.
0: Well, there you have it. The first ever RC Roundtable three view, three view, three view, three view.
1: <laughs> <laughs> will there be a more? I hope, hope so. so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll have to find another subject or you can somebody can send in what they think would be a good subject and we'll take it from there. All right, guys. Until See next time. All right. See ya. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com, where you can send us comments and suggestions and listen to our other great podcasts. Those who live in Las Vegas can listen to us over the radio at the all-new Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF LP, Las Vegas.